Hello everyone, welcome to Welcome to the Dungeon Hole. I'm your Game Master, Lewis Young. You can find me on Twitter at LWS Young. And joining me today is Andrew Mena. I'm Andrew Mena. Hey guys, uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at Andrew Mena or on Instagram at the Andrew Mena. Today I'm playing Puck. And all days, most days. Also with me today. Since the first season. <laughs> also with me today is Andrew Stanton. I'm Andrew Stanton. Uh, Andrew Stantron on Instagram. Uh, I'm I'm gonna continue to play Mim because it's the character I play on this podcast. Like, Seems like a solid. I thought bet. I thought for a second maybe I'll play something else today. Like, <laughs> you know what, Lewis? I'm gonna play something else today. Okay, I am now today. I'm gonna play a paladin and a centaur. That's good. That's a good combo. Seated to the left of Andrew Stantron is uh, Brent. Brendan, America's boy. America's Brendan. boy. Hi, Brendan McKay. I'm Brendan McKay. Uh, Trump's America's there's a whole, boy. There's no, a whole no. doll line based off of. Off of no, me. they misunderstand me. You turned me down. I trust that. Um, I'm Brendan McKay. I am on YouTube. Brendan McKay. I make dumb videos. I am Emmett Silverfist. You made a good one today about Tide Pods. It's, mm. It kind of stopped being topical uh, like a few weeks ago, but it's still it's still a good video. <laughs> I think it's still it. Tide Pod season, baby. We're still feeling the, uh, the pain. Uh, also, uh, on the far edge of the room, joining us today, extremely normal man, Philip A. Kelly. There's nowhere to go with that. I'm pretty common, average uh, individual. Uh, nothing terribly special about me, pretty except that pecs. I play GOAT. Uh, yeah, I'm actually fairly muscular. You can't see me um, out there, but I have 225 pounds of muscle mass. Yoked, one might uh, say. Yes. Uh, I, I can bench 425. <laughs> pounds? <laughs> wow. Ounces. Sorry, I interrupted you. Kilograms. I interrupted you. Who do you play? I play GOAT. Uh, some, somewhere up in that registry, yeah. Uh, we late. are recording extra late today because we needed to get one of these out. So if we're a little extra loopy, that's why. Okay, uh, so uh, uh, where we last left off, uh, you had discovered that the, the Merau were coming to the surface world because their own home, a sea of the underworld, had become poisoned or blighted. There was a language barrier, so you weren't really sure what's happening down there. Uh, in addition, you are on your way to the city of Droth to help Scanos commune. You were on your way to the city of Droth to help Scanos commune with uh, the goddess Quay. Uh, you found out that the earthquakes have been causing her great pain and have been uh, causing her to turn the world upside down a bit. Uh, the great storm and the flooding in Rivers Meet. Uh, you're not sure how or if the earthquakes are connected to the Merau, but uh, it seems like that's what Mimir was telling you, Mim. Mimir gave you a vision, Mim, of what seemed to be the cause of the earthquakes, a little goblin inside uh, the caves, deep, deep inside of the mines. Uh, he blew on a conch horn in your vision. I called it a conch last time, but I guess it's pronounced conch. Whoa. No yeah. one knows. I think it's really? conch. I I no, it's, sure it's conch. conch. No, it's conch. It's conch. Really? Lord of the Flies, the movies. It's Both like... of them are acceptable, but it's it's more commonly conch. Like, <laughs> by people who eat it every day, it's conch. Interesting. I also listened to Lord of the Flies on audiobook, and they said conch. Well, they're sure. little boys. They're stupid little boys who haven't finished school. And <laughs> I also, want to hold the conch. Also, they, they kill who the fat one. Who is this that told you Piggy. how to say conch? Everyone, look it up on Webster. <laughs> Do the pronunciation click thing. It's conch. Okay. 
This issue is tearing people apart. <laughs> it is. Hey, it sucks. It know. sucks. I, I prefer strong feelings I, I in this room. All right, all right, guys. We're going to take a strong stand. We're going to call it conch on this podcast. Yes. 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 Okay, Thank you. It is the conch. In this world, it's a conch. Wait, you call it conch? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I call it. Okay. I so rarely have occasion to use okay. the word. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so... Uh, <laughs> So he, you saw in a vision that he blew that horn, and there was an earthquake. Uh, so you think that might be connected somehow. Uh, you were all trying to get deeper into the natural caves that these miners have struck, uh, struck their way into. Uh, according to Candrel Redhill, the uh, person who manages the mines, uh, the sister of Rastus Redhill, uh, it was a few couple weeks after they broke into these natural caves that the earthquake started occurring. So that might be connected as well. Uh, while you were trying to clear the way, one of the caverns that had collapsed in one of the earthquakes, uh, you were uh, mining your way through, and a bunch of big stony figures kicked down the boulders and started roughing people up. Okay, um, so the three great stony figures that stand before you, uh, they, they look almost like uh, gargoyles, but like taller than you would imagine a gargoyle to be, and without wings. Uh, just really a beefy kind of a roughly hewn but like clearly like uh, stoneworked statues. Uh, unfortunately, since Goat had failed his role, uh, this had taken you uh, an inordinate amount of time. You had made a lot of noise, and uh, something of value was damaged. Uh, one of the miners has broken his leg. One of the stones fell on him. He is currently pinned and screaming, and one of these things is uh, looming high above him. And the two other are advancing behind it. Uh, it's been very sudden. You have basically no time to react from this. Uh, you heard the sound of their footsteps uh, stamping down the hall. And you thought it was another earthquake at first, but it, it was not. It seems like these things heard all the noise you were making and came crashing in. What do all of you do? Are we in a corridor or is it more open air right now? Uh, yes, you are in a cave, like a, just a natural cavern right now. Okay. It has collapsed in the middle. The, the collapse I is now cleared thanks to these big giant stone men, but... Uh, yeah, it is a corridor. Do I have room to turn into the giant bear here? Um, how how big would you say the bear is? I think the bear is probably, like, ten feet at his shoulder, like, when he's not standing, you know? Yeah, it, it would be too small in okay. here. You, you'd be a very cramped bear. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I, I think Goat would immediately go on the offensive and uh, bring Horde out and uh, make that a very violent, uh, forceful, and messy attack. Oh, uh, could I uh, cast my blast on Goat? Yes. And Puck is definitely going to run over and try to help the guy who is pinned down. Okay. 11. Okay, uh, so what happens when you cast Bless? Uh, he gets a plus one ongoing so long as the battle continues and he uh, stands and fights. All right. Uh, so uh, how do you do it, Goat? How do you okay. attack this guy? Um, so is the one in front the one who's standing over the man who's trapped? Uh, yes, that is the one closest to you. Okay, great. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go uh, for the torso and try to... Uh, no, I'm gonna go for some. Are the legs pretty bulky too? Like, where's yeah. the? Uh, it's pretty. They're pretty. All pretty bulky. Uh, these guys are about maybe like eight or nine feet tall. Uh, they're a okay. little taller than. They're a fair bit taller than a human, but they're still basically uh, human sized. Okay. Uh, but their their limbs are all proportional. They're pretty pretty thick, pretty stick stocky. They look like they're just made of you know roughly hewn stone. I'll go for the knees and see if I can't uh, topple him. All right. Yeah. Make me an attack roll. That'll make it uh, an 8 with the plus 1. Okay, uh, deal your damage, and then uh, take a d8 of damage as well. 
So that's uh, 10 damage, D8 damage to myself. Mm -hmm. That'll be six. Okay, uh, so you slam into this guy hard, and uh, it is very hard. Uh, it, you know, it, it's like swinging your sword into stone. At the same time, like, once you get through that initial hardness, it, it it's also very brittle. So he, he breaks almost like porcelain, almost like pottery, and he just slams down onto the one knee. And instead of attacking this guy, uh, he's now attacking you. He brings a stone fist into the side of your face, and uh, you take six points of damage as he uh, collides against you. Uh Emmett, what do you do? Oh, no, Emmett, uh, you were staying outside to make arrows. Remember that? Arrows. Yeah, so, uh, Emmett, you made yourself two ammo at the uh, end of last episode. And that's, you're about, like, kind of finishing up and, you know, uh, quivering these uh, these pretty nicely made arrows. Uh, and that's when you hear uh, screaming coming from inside the mine. What do you do? Scrum, to the ready. Okay, uh, so they they were pretty deep in the mine where the cave-in was, so you go dashing in to meet with them. Uh, Puck, uh, how are you helping this guy who's currently pinned? Um, I think I try to get my uh, my glaive um, under, like kind of and use it as a lever to try to see if I can, you know, uh, help pry it off of him a little bit, just mm -hmm. so he can un get himself out from under there. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, yeah, make a Defy Danger strength roll. All right. Eight. Okay, uh, so because of uh, where you're positioned right now, uh, you're pretty sure you can get this guy out, but it's going to take a bit longer. And those other two in the back are currently stamping towards you. One of them is going to get a swing on you. You can see him coming right at you, uh, but you can free this guy if you want to. Okay, I sling my shield over my back, and I kind of put my back to that guy, hoping that he will <laughs> hit that first, and, okay. I, and I still try to lever this guy out of there. Okay, uh, yeah, so you begin to lever this guy out. Uh, take a D8 damage, uh, okay. minus your armor. Fear not, friend. I'll help. And I take four. Okay, uh, so you take four points of damage as this guy punches you in the back, and you actually kind of go flying a bit, but it's just in time to get this guy leveraged out. So he, he uh, he's like crawling along the ground now, and a couple of these uh, screaming miners actually run out to help him out, and uh, they drag him safely out of the combat. Goat, uh, the other one, uh, the uh, third of these things, comes marching at you. Uh, as this one is kind of stunned, laying on its side in front of you, flailing around, this third one comes and uh, brings a stony fist back. He's about to slug you again. Uh, what do you do? Um, I'm going to try to uh, uh, vault over the one that's on the ground and get behind this one. Okay. Uh, so you're vaulting over the one. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I, I'll say that's going to be dexterity because he's right. about, to, about to hit you. <laughs> Uh, snake eyes. Okay, so he... Uh, plus one, plus two, plus so, four. Not, so not good. you jump right into his fist. You take an extra <laughs> D4 of damage. Uh, you are knocked back. Uh, you land on your back, and the, the wind is currently knocked on out of you. Uh, you take minus one forward to your next uh, action. Four minus armor, so that's uh, one. Okay, uh, what are you doing while this happens, man? Up. I pull out my uh, my tome, like my book, and I'm going to consult my notes, mm -hmm. see if I've, I've uh, encountered anything like this before, if I know what this is. Okay, yeah. Uh, make a spout lore for me. Six. <laughs> okay, uh, so, yeah, some kind of earth spirit, probably. Some kind of vengeful earth spirit, probably, trying to come at you guys, is what you think the most likely answer is right now, based on the context. Uh, Emmett, uh, you're, are you currently sprinting to meet these guys? Okay, make me a Defy Danger Constitution roll. Five. Okay, so, you shit so Emmett, you are uh, currently out of breath right now. Uh, you do not make it to these guys. 
and uh, you also take uh, minus one ongoing for the rest. I'll say you take minus one forward for this battle. Uh, so, so you're not there yet, and you're also out of breath when you get there. Oh, scrum, we pushed ourselves too hard too quickly. Uh, Puck, this guy uh, just slugged you. You are now on the ground on your back. What are you doing? Um, the guy's already free, right? Yeah, away. yeah. His 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 buddies are dragging him away. So they're they're still like in this corridor, but they're they're out of this thing's uh threat range. So I had my back to this guy, so he probably hit me in the back. So would I be on my front? Yes. I okay. So so I'm splayed out, kind of on my belly, and mm-hmm. I think I um just. I think I, I think I form change into my uh, skipping stone form mm-hmm. and try to just turn into a like a ball of rocks. Just okay. look like rocks. Okay. And see if maybe he gets confused and leaves me alone. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's like a this is a puck defense mechanism. Alright, that's um um that's thirteen. Okay, so I'll say the, the what this looks like is uh, he punches you in the back. You get knocked forward. As soon as you hit the ground, you just <laughs> into stones. Flatter into stones. It's like just a second, and this thing like takes a moment. And he, you know, he looks down at you with an unblinking stone face, and then he just turns his attention over to Goat <laughs> and starts stomping towards him. Oh, great, <laughs> uh, Goat. Uh, two of these guys are stomping towards you. Uh, you're on your back now. They're about to start beating the shit out of you. It looks like. What do you do? Uh, well, first, I want to get on my feet. Um, is they're uh they're both coming at me Mm -hmm. obviously um are there any uh you know what i'm I'm just going to attack i'm going to try to uh hit one from the side hopefully into the other one if i can hit it hard enough Uh, from the ground or are you gonna i'm gonna stand up okay uh so uh yeah i'll say you can do that uh you were kind of knocked down but so you do have minus one forward uh, so minus one on this attack yeah you you get to your feet and uh, you take a swing with your forceful weapon i assume um yes yes absolutely That'd be uh, nine. Okay. Uh, and, and that's uh, the blessed should even out the minus one. Yeah. So. Yeah. So the, one of them does get a swing on you, but then you knock that one into the other one. So uh, you don't take both of their attacks. So you'll take 1d8 damage, but also deal your damage. Okay. Damage dealt is eight, nine. Is nine. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So you you're hitting it in the torso? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you you slam this one right in the torso, and it, it just breaks apart, and gravel kind of slams into the other one, which does get a punch off on you. Okay. Um, seven minus three, so that'll be four damage okay. to myself. So he gets a punch off on you again. You're knocked off your feet again. These things are really strong, and as you're on the ground, the one that's laying on its side, the one whose leg you broke, it mm-hmm. uh, brings back its hand, and it's about to smack it down on top of you. What do you do? Roll out of the way. Okay. Yeah. Make uh make it defy dexterity roll. Your minus one is gone now. That'll be uh, eight. Do I get a plus one for this? Any any check or just uh, uh, attack? I think it's yeah. It's plus one ongoing, so it's okay. everything. So that'll be a uh, uh, ten. Okay. Yeah. So you roll your way out of the way. Uh, what are you doing right now, Mim? Um. Uh, so uh, goat's been hit by mm-hmm. the uh, yes by thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they're attacking him. Uh. Yeah. The one that's still standing is uh currently bringing back its uh, fist you think it's gonna keep punching down on him okay yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna get uh i'm gonna get up to goat and uh and um try to heal him okay uh eight okay uh so what happens uh yeah i uh i put myself in a spot okay but i i uh heal uh goat for uh nine Okay, so uh, yeah, you draw unwanted attention to yourself. Uh, the one that was about to pull back and smack down on Goat, it kind of like uh, creaks its head up and it sees you, Mim, as you're just glowing with this holy light, and it seems to draw its attention. Uh, it brings its fist around and it's about to punch you. What do you do? Um, 
I'll I don't think to... I don't think you can use your ass mm. this time, Mim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there any way Mim can think his way out of this? I'm gonna uh, say no. No, no, Mim will, Mim will hold, hold up his uh, hands. And go no. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. He's just gonna try to get see oh, if see if maybe shit, see if dude. it'll stop. He's just gonna try. Yeah, make the fight danger charisma. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Four, okay, Lewis. It, it doesn't even flinch. It comes crashing into your chest. It knocks you down the hall. You take a D8 of damage. All right. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Four, huh? <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, too bad you uh, you ditched that armor, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, Emmett, you have just arrived on the scene. Uh, you see Mim is getting punched in the chest by one of these things. Uh, Goat is on his back. He's obviously also just been punched. Puck is nowhere to be seen. Uh, there's a couple miners actually running down the hall past you, and there's one of them, like, kind of, with a obviously shattered leg being dragged by these guys. Uh, what are you doing right now? You're kind of out of breath right now, so you'll take minus one on this action if you have to roll for it. I'll kill every one of you. <laughs> what? Uh, and, and then he uh, and then he just sprints towards to try to like sprint and tackle the one that's on top of Mim. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So there's the one standing over Mim. It's uh, it's just punched him once. It's stomping towards him. It's about to go for another one. Uh, you dive at this one. Make it a high danger strength roll. Again, these are guys made of stone, so. <laughs> Two total. Okay. Uh, so you ram into this thing's arms, and it just, uh, it grabs you with both of its hands, and it throws you at the wall. Take a D8 of damage. Oh, <laughs> son of a boop. <laughs> what? <laughs> Six. All right. Uh, so you ram into the side of the wall, and the, the wind is knocked out of you as well. Uh, so, uh, let's see, what's happening now? Uh, yeah, okay, Goat, uh, you're still on the ground. Mim has distracted the one that was trying to punch at you. There's still this one, uh, with one leg that's, uh, flailing at you with its one good arm. Uh, you have a chance to act now. It's, it's not actually in range of you yet. It's about to be. Um, I will swing the sword around at him before he gets in range of Okay, me. yeah, yeah. I mean, seems like the most logical thing to do, right? Twelve. Okay, yeah, you get him. And with my new ability, which is uh, sent to blood, I get an extra D4 when I hit something a second time. Nice. He doesn't have blood, but, you know, scent of, like, dust. Yeah, scent <laughs> of dust, exactly. Which sounds like a really bad, like, uh, <laughs> uh, musk or perfume or something. Or a drug. 16. 16. All right, yeah. Yeah, you smash this thing. Uh, you hit it right in the torso, and it just smashes to pieces. Uh, it's like that kind of porcelain sound of just shattering again. And right. this thing, this thing's parts are no longer moving. Uh, Puck, are you doing anything or still being stones? I think I've uh, tried to kind of carefully and quietly reassemble into um, a halfling shape mm-hmm. and then tried to also kind of run over to Mim and get the, the guy that's on him off of him. Okay. Uh, so still on did there. Emmett, yeah. did so Emmett he's stop not... that at all? <laughs> no. I mean, yeah. With a failure, no. Uh, so he's not on Mim yet. He was like marching towards him because okay. he'd punched him back. Uh, Emmett tried to tackle him, didn't even slow him down. This guy is now marching towards mim he's bringing up a foot about to just uh kick him oh what do you do um i i i run and i uh and i turn in like as much as is possible turn into kind of a ball and bowling ball myself into the leg that is the only leg supporting him at this point okay uh it sounds like you are standing in defense of a person item or location so you're gonna roll plus con here okay so you can have plus con as stones if you want sure Okay, uh, so you have plus one con as stones. I'm going to say you have minus one dex because you're stones. Totally. You you don't have articulated limbs. Uh, So roll plus con. All right. 
Tumbly tumbles. Ooh, oh no. Um, that's going to be a five total. Okay. Uh, so you are not able to get, succeed on the defense, but uh, you do still end up defending Mim as his big great foot comes into uh, your stony body and just scatters river stones all over the room. So you take the damage instead of Mim here. Uh, awesome. So you take 1d8. Jeez, seven. Okay, so yeah, you see all the stones, and it's almost like a weird magnetic effect as they all stay together, even the ones that didn't get hit, but they just go flying down the hallway. Uh, Mim, what are you doing right now? You just okay. watch Puck explode over you. <laughs> Puckleberry! So, uh, I, I had time to commune. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah, you did this morning. Okay, cool. So, like, uh, would you consider these things that are attacking us to be non-living? Uh, it does, uh, you, you failed your, uh, your lore roll, so you're oh, not yes. really sure, but at the same time, like, uh, there's no expression on them. Uh, they look like statues, like, they could well be golems, but they could also technically be living things you don't really know. Hmm. Alright, uh, I, th- I think I'm gonna try to cast, um, uh, Word of the Unspeaking on one. Okay. Just to see if that works. It works on, like, non-living stone. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Alright, that fails. Okay, uh, so on a failure... Uh... Alright, <laughs> racking up the XP tonight. <laughs> okay, oh jeez. That's the great thing about this yeah. game. Celebration of failure. Like, okay, well at least I'm left. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Mim, uh, you try to speak to the stone, and uh, you kind of... The spell goes off and you kind of tune in, but it's a bit like before you can really like get your sort of Zen connection with the stone, uh, it sort of happens suddenly and just all of the stone is shouting at you mm-hmm. and there's just a very slight rumble and then a uh, stalactite uh, loosens and falls down from the ceiling and is falling straight towards you. What do you do? Um, could I, uh, could I use, could I spend my hold? To use uh, divine intervention. Uh, yes. Uh, so does it say you do that before or after the damage? Because if you want, I can roll damage on you, and then we can uh, see if to you negate the damage. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll read it to you. Okay. So that. yeah, let's see what it does. First. Uh, divine intervention. When you commune, you get one hold and lose any hold you already had. Spend that hold when you or an ally takes damage to call on your deity. They intervene with an appropriate manifestation and negate the damage. Okay, so Mim, this might cause serious harm, so roll a d10. Uh, that's how much you take as this thing slams into you. Oh, is that right? Yes. That's a nine. Okay, uh, so you take nine points of damage, oh. or do you? Oh, no, um, I don't. Uh, uh, yeah, what happens? Yeah, so how does that work? How does, yeah. uh, how does Mimir specifically, Mimir, the god of knowledge, help you uh, avoid this damage? Uh, so how about, like... Like time slows down for a second, and like, and like in that time, I may Mimir like uh, shows me just the exact spot to hit it with like a like throw like a pebble at it and hit it in the right exact spot. Um, you hit the one basically good. like I, I see how to avoid it. Okay, how about this? How about it's it's falling and it's like a quick moment like bullet time. Like you're also in slow motion, but like your perceptions are are slowed down, and you just grab like a real heavy stone. You throw it up at this stalactite, and then it just, like, breaks, and it crumbles so that that sharp edge doesn't come into you. It just turns into, like, dust and, like, small stones. So you're just pelted by stones, but you're not actually damaged. All right, yeah. Okay. 
Okay, uh, Emmett, you're uh, rolling around kind of in pain a bit. You just got slammed against this wall. Uh, you think you might have a broken rib or something. Uh, you don't think so. You're probably good. I'm fine. Uh, what do you do right now? I look up at Mimir, uh, or Mim, at Mim. I look up at Mim, and I and I say, Well, Mimzy, I think you've figured out the way to defeat these beasts. Come, Scrum, although my fists of meat have failed me. Bird, <laughs> or and tree shall destroy these fiends. Bird, or and tree. All right. Uh, what do- <laughs> my fists of meat. <laughs> What do you do, uh, Emmett? I shoot at them. All right. With bird, or and tree. <laughs> okay, so currently there's two of these on the ground. There's Fuck. one. Oh, no, no, wait. There's only one of these left. Uh, okay. Uh, so is this going to be a volley? Yeah, just standard volley. All right. Give me a shot. Have at thee, Owen Scrum. Why don't you add your ferocity to this attack? How does Scrum help? Scrum... Distracts them like a laser pointer. Okay. Just gets in their line of sight. <laughs> like he is a laser pointer? Yeah, like, oh, it makes a noise. Go, Scrum. Make a very loud scrouch. Scrouch at them. Okay, so, uh, yeah, this thing has just kicked Puck. Uh, Puck is, like, scattered off into stone. Scrum very quickly darts off while, like, yowling at this thing. And it's, like, looking down at Mim, but then it, like, turns its back to you as it turns to the side watching Scrum. Scrum has apparently distracted him. You've done it, Scrum. Now... Let this arrow find its mark. <laughs> nine. Nine? Okay, so what happens on a nine with volley? You have to move to get the shot, placing you in danger of the GM's choice. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you kind of... Scrum uh, runs to the side, and uh, this thing turns its back. Yeah, you know what? You see this thing. It's made of rock, and you know how strong your arrows are, so you've got to get, like, extra close to this thing just to, just to get a real solid shot on Point it. Point blank, like a shotgun. Yeah, to just knock its head off, like, really, really close. You know, you don't want any momentum lost while it travels through the air, so you walk right up behind this thing. You put your bow right behind its head. Uh, and... Say your prayers, motherfucker. Yeah, and I think, like, <laughs> at the same time that you get this shot up, uh, it's sort of like hears you say that and it brings a fist around just to slam into you so roll your damage that is four full damage okay uh so the arrow even this close the arrow hits it in the back of the head and it just it just sticks there in the stone it doesn't even cause a crack it just sinks in there and uh his fist comes slamming into you you take another d8 points of damage. oh son of a gun that is uh five damage all right uh so he Punches you again in the side. You go flying down the hall. Uh, at this point, uh, it is, you know, it's your turn, Goat. What do you do? This is the final one. This yes. is the last one, right? Yes. Okay. I uh, I bring the uh, horde down on uh, between its shoulder blades. All right. Seven. You jump to your feet. Uh, this thing sees you, and it comes bearing down on you. Roll your damage. Fifteen. Fifteen. Holy wow. hell. Jesus Christ max damage okay uh yeah i'll say this since uh it it was very distracted all three of your party members have distracted it uh you hop to your feet this thing sees you it comes stamping forward it's about to deliver a counterattack. you bring horde down and you break it to pieces right before the fist connects uh and it just shatters into dust and just shards of stone uh at this point uh you're all probably like nursing your wounds a bit uh except you puck you're still stones i think yep uh but if you do turn back you'll be nursing your wounds a bit and uh, 
yeah, you see a couple of the miners are still here. They're dragging their friend out with a broken leg. Uh, Kandrel is also still here. And uh, she says, uh, by the gods, what were those things? And Puck is turning back into a halfling. B- before uh, before you have a chance to say anything, she kind of turns to the, the three men who are still in here. And she says, uh, the three of you, tell no one of what you saw. Go find the others. Tell them the same. And you, I don't know what the hell is going on down here, but you find the source of it and you handle it. Um, do you know what those things were? I've never seen them before. We've never seen them before either. We've heard noises, and listen, a couple people have gone missing down here. When we first opened these caves, we figured they uh, there was an accident or some such, but then the earthquakes came and there was no way for us to check it. Guessing this is what happened to them. Now, as a, there's a lot down here. There, these were big caves. We don't know how deep they go. I could have Scrum scout the area. That might take a lot of time. You're right. Very bad idea. My bad. Whoopsie-doopsie. Well, listen, you have my full permission to explore down here as you please. Find the source of this if you can. And remember what you said to me, ma'am. You'll report to me and only to me when you find out. (laughs) Of course. You're very assertive. Congrats. Now, I can't spare any more workers to go digging through these caves with you, but if there's anything else I can help you with, come back and find me, and can I'll you, see what I can do. Can you spare some shovels and pitchforks? Uh, yeah, she she points to pitchforks? the... Pitchforks? <laughs> oh, sorry, pickaxes. The other P tools. <laughs> he doesn't know what they're called. Uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, she, she points to the tools that the workers left behind, and she says, uh, take what you need. All right, grab some paint rollers. <laughs> yeah. Puck goes over and grabs um, a pickaxe and a shovel and then um, another set of those and gives uh, one set to goat. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll take it. Normally he just needs horde, but uh, yeah, why not? Uh, I'd like to, uh, if, if I may, I'd like to try to cast uh, Words of the End speaking again, but like on the, on the stone of the mine, just like on the wall. Okay, yeah. All right, uh, roll me a, a roll to cast. All right. Yeah, that's uh, 14. Okay, uh, so you you try the spell again. This time, since you're not in the heat of battle, uh, it seems to kick in a bit, and uh, you can, you're can you tuned in with the stone. You can hear their voices. What three questions do you ask them? Uh, what uh, By what were we just attacked? The stone was shaped. Life was given to the stone. They had their orders. Who gave the orders? The little one. A spirit of the rock. A goblin. How do we reach the little one? Deeper. Much deeper. A great rent within us separates you. You will have to find a way. And the stone is silent. I think uh, Puck is having a conversation with Goat about the best way to excavate. If I turn into a mole, I can excavate, but not very much. Too bad he didn't pick a giant mole. That's true. Yeah, I, I, I think that'd be about as helpful as Scrum. Um, wow. Can I uh, discern some realities here? Uh, yeah, so I'll say this. Uh, you come to... Uh, you eventually... You, you're making your way down this cave. Uh, it's about... It's pretty narrow. Uh, you can all fit down comfortably, but it is single file. Uh, eventually, the cave splits off into three different uh, branches. 
Uh, you do remember Candrel's words that it, it was big down here and they didn't have time to explore it, so you don't know what goes where. Uh, mm-hmm. But you have three, you know, apparently equal size branching paths. Uh, and you can make that. Uh, so what what are you looking for, Goat? I'm looking to see which uh, direction these three rock creatures came from. Okay, yeah. Is that uh, wisdom? Yeah. Yes. Okay, uh, so that's five. That's a five? Uh, yeah, so you you don't know you think they for, for all you know they could have stepped out of the stone themselves right. it looks like they were made from the stone of these walls uh and puck steps forward and is like let me help and then uh tries to turn into a bloodhound okay uh and uh, got a got a uh 12 a 12 okay uh so uh you are a bloodhound now puck i uh <laughs> i trot back and i sniff up some of this like rock dust uh, and then I try to see if I can kind of match it and follow the hmm. follow the stone path, or maybe see if there's anything else I smell on the kind of the stone remains of these things that I can try to track. Okay, so I'm gonna say that uh, you can spend a hold. Uh, you're not gonna automatically succeed. Spending the hold gives you the opportunity to do this because even okay. though you're a bloodhound, the scent yeah. is very faint on these guys. So okay. make a uh, make a defy danger wisdom roll. All right, ten. Okay, 10. Uh, okay, so yeah, you, you can smell it. It's very faint, but uh, you think the scent of Goblin was on these things, and then they walked uh, from the uh, southern pathway. Uh, here, let me draw Let me draw the cardinal directions for you here. Uh, Puck just kind of, like, points as a dog. Does it look like the Looney Tunes uh, when, the, when the dog goes stiff and his yeah, nose goes in Yeah, just pointers. Yeah. yeah, Puck just talks with, like, wood signs. <laughs> Wooden signs, yeah. <laughs> I think they went that way. He just holds up a sign. Right, right. I know the directions. I feel the cardinal directions. So we're heading south. Yeah, so uh, you, you guys probably don't know the exact direction, you know, as the characters, but for the sake of the table, uh, I have a map drawn out for them, uh, so that we're going to go by those. So you think it came from the southern passageway, mm-hmm. uh, if you had to guess. Okay. Um, then I guess I'll, I'll lead us down the southern passageway. Bats, beetles, and bugs protect us on our journey. What's the air like down here? Is is it moist? Is there uh, condensation on the, the walls? Is it dry? What, what sort of environment are we walking into? Uh, so since you're in the lead goat, uh, actually make me a discern realities again. Uh, seven. Okay, uh, so ask me one question from the list. What should I be on the lookout for? So as you're trying to get a whiff of this air down here, goat, uh, you, you smell a sudden change. There's suddenly like a... It's it's barely noticeable, but there's suddenly like a funk in the air that you can smell. It's definitely like uh, it smells like vegetation, like plant matter of some kind, and it happens as you walk into this sort of uh, widened out area here. And that's when you look and you notice that there seems to be some kind of. Uh... First of all, let me ask, uh, what's your light source down here? Because the only one who can see down here is Min because he's a dwarf. Uh, do you guys have torches lit or lanterns? I'm still a dog. I feel confident Scrum could see in the dark with its cat vision. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Goat, uh, I, you smell uh, something like plant-like. Yeah, and I think, I mean, a lantern would probably be... Okay, yeah, yeah. You, you are in the front, so you probably yeah. have a lantern out. Uh, and that's when you, you hold the lantern and you look at the walls and the ceiling, and there's like this sort of, there's patches of these, uh, this sort of like purplish mold, like cave mold that's mm-hmm. growing on the, the walls. It's on the ceiling and it's on the ground as well. Emmett, Mim, uh... One of you take a look at this. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll uh, try to identify this stuff, this fungus. Yes, make me a spout lore. Oh, with pleasure. Mm. Uh, eleven. 
Okay, so with an 11, uh, Mim, you recognize it. You're a dwarf. This is a violet cave mold. It's actually quite poisonous if you breathe it in. Good thing I was about to taste it. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, violet cave molds uh, MO is to uh, give you uh, the mold, and then uh, you often get really sleepy before you can even leave the cave, and you go into a coma, you starve to death in the cave, and then the mold sort of spreads and uh, reconstitutes your nutrients. That's okay. how it reproduces. So uh, this is sort of a very dangerous corridor you've uh, found yourself in. Uh, do I? Yeah, I, I just get everybody to stop. Uh, and um, and with your dwarf eyes, I'll say that you do see it, that it looks like it's just this one corridor, but it's quite long for a corridor of cave mold. Okay. Uh, do I know, like, uh, a way to protect yourself from it like like could we uh is it just a matter of like tying something around our, our nose and mouth so you could hold your breath and you think you could hold your breath through this uh corridor but there's a chance it will get on your clothes uh, the best course of action uh that, that they would do to like clear this out in dwarven society is usually to burn it uh, this takes a while because it is very moist you know it is mold mm. and it does make a lot of smoke uh so you think the 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 best thing to do if you're trying to get through these place, this place in a hurry is to avoid it. Uh, but you could try holding your breath, which is risky, or burning it, which would take time. Or oh. take another way. Oh, and do I know if it's poisonous to, I don't know, say, kitty cats? Uh, you think so, yeah. Okay. It, it would it, it would be more poisonous to kitty cats, in fact. Or, uh, or maybe... Maybe not Scrum, because he's got a pretty good immune system, I imagine, at this point in his life. But... And the mange, don't forget. Yeah, <laughs> but it, yeah, it, it attacks the respiratory system. Uh, uh, and uh sorry forgive me this stop me if this is too many questions but like uh would i know of any creatures that uh that that do seem to be immune to the poison uh yes you know that uh uh squid maggots will often make uh homes in this mold okay. and they'll actually use it to uh catch prey like i want to like lean down to puckleberry puckleberry yes i uh, and then i uh, i i come over and i'm i'm pretty excited <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm gonna scratch Puckleberry behind you. Like, Ooh, Puckleberry, do you know what a squid maggot is? Uh, and I'm I, I do that thing that dogs bark, do. When bark they, once for yes. Twice I just kind of do no. a, a confused kind of tilt of the head, and then I just turn back into a halfling. What were you saying? Do you know what a squid maggot is? Mm, I can't say I'm terribly familiar. Is it a maggot that is in some fashion shaped like a squid? Um. If I if I were to like show uh, Puck a drawing of a of a squid maggot, he would be able to recognize if he knew it or not. But uh, he has to study the essence of a beast to turn okay. into it. So May he... I interject? <laughs> uh, yes, Emmett. I don't know what a squid maggot is, but I have a pretty strong inkling that I could speak to it. No pun intended. Inkling. I don't understand the pun. Oh, it's a squid pun. Yes. It's very deep. I'm a very comedic man. I can probably speak with them. Well, if you find one, perhaps you could speak to it. I was... Squid maggots of the near vicinity. <laughs> release yourself from your purple... Uh... So... <laughs> captors. <laughs> so, hold up, because, uh... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Okay, make a Defy Danger Charisma roll. Defy Danger? Yeah, Charisma. Charisma. Ocho. Okay, so uh, you, like, shout this out down this uh, this corridor, and you're, like, looking through the lamplight, and uh, sure enough, I mean, squid maggots live in this stuff. Uh, one of them comes slithering out of uh, a very thick tuft of this mold. Uh, it's So it looks like a 
very it's like the size of a small dog like a chihuahua but it's a maggot and its face has these like long uh rubbery white tentacles kind of uh ringing a a circular mouth and it sort of comes like just squirking out and just goes oh goodness gracious says uh step a little closer well i trust you of course Okay, uh, you step a little closer, uh, and uh, suddenly uh, the patch of mold underneath you, that underneath your feet that you step on, it lights up a bit. What do you do? I didn't know I was stepping on the mold. That seems foolish. <laughs> well, you didn't really see it before. Oh, well, that that explains it. I'll say, Mim, you, you got a 10 on your Defy Danger roll. He's going to want to get away from that mold real quick. Uh, Eric, don't step on the mold. Come here, little squidman. Uh, we'll parlay. I, I grab goat. I, I grab Emmett and I by the scruff of the neck and <laughs> okay, I pull him yeah, back. Yeah, I'll say I'll say he didn't step too far into it, but uh, yeah, you think that, that when it lights up, it's releasing spores, Mim. So did I grab the squidman? Are you trying to grab him? Yeah, well, as he pulls Just, me. I, you I, can I, you can make it to fight Danger Dex if you want to snatch him. Oh, of course. Snatch that squid, baby. Trust me, guys. I'm a master of dexterity. Twelve. All right, uh, you snatch him. He's in your hands right now, and uh, he, these little tentacles are, like, slapping around. You think you've got, like, a few seconds before uh, before it reacts violently. It's not happy to be grabbed by you. What do you say to it? Or do to it? Listen, I don't want to cause you any harm, but here, let me place you down on the dirty ground. <laughs> <laughs> so I, fi- <laughs> I find, the like, dirty a- <laughs> ground. It says, uh, I'm a robot, by the way. <laughs> had a stroke halfway through the word. It says, uh, don't hurt. Don't hurt. No, don't, don't touch. Don't touch. I call friends. Don't touch. No, I understand. I don't, I don't want to hurt you, and I will cease my touching. I will not harm you. I need your assistance. You seem to have a innate immunity to the, this mole. Can you share your secrets? <laughs> I need your help. <laughs> I need uh, your help. No. What is it? What is it in your biology <laughs> that lets you? Like, and how do we get that? <laughs> we need Please. your help. I have to like ask you what's in the Unlock your hallway. genetic code for me. <laughs> Dino DNA. Well, we have a cleric with us, and a druid, and a man with a very metallic T-1000 sword. We can do this. Need to be us does not hurt. Need to be us. It does seem very neat to be you. Am I understanding you correctly? You think he said need with a D, but yes. How do you know what I thought? <laughs> oh, I so I need to be you. Hmm. Emmett, ask if there's another way around. I mean, we don't have to go there. Other other tunnels and passageways. Young Squidling, do you know another way around that we could avoid the spores of doom? Why help? Why help? You grabbed me. I I really just wanted your help. Uh, I could feed you. Uh, my kitty cat companion, Scrum, could find you some kind of creature. 
Its little uh, tentacles kind of like slap around, <laughs> and it says, "Feed, feed." What do you delight on it? If it's human flesh, I could give you some hair. Make me a parlay roll, Emmett. <laughs> Just as good. Just some hair. <laughs> hair. It's like the flesh of the head. <laughs> what is this? Defy danger, charisma. Uh, no, a parlay roll. It's gonna be plus charisma. But... Oh, plus charisma. Six. Uh, this thing begins to kind of like slither back into the mold. It does not respond to you, uh, but you do begin to hear slithering as uh, up on the walls of this place, out of more of this mold, you see more of these things uh, begin to crawl slowly towards you, and uh, you hear their voices in sort of unison now, Emmett. Feed. Feed. What did you do, Emmett? Uh, what did you do, Emmett? Emmett? Feed. I believe we may need to go in an opposite direction, my gentleman. Do I know what squid maggots eat? Uh, flesh. Okay. All right, let's... Uh... In fact, uh, with your 10, I'll say uh, you know that uh, their tentacles uh, can paralyze. <laughs> they usually paralyze big prey and then eat them slowly. <sighs> we don't want to let them touch us. Well, let's go back the other way. Let's find another way, shall we? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Feed. Feed. You guys go Feed. first. Boys, uh, let me say, I'll, I'll take the rear, but I need to... As I run, I will... Impart them with some wisdom. Oh, okay, Emmett. Uh, so, uh, yeah, okay. Your companions go down the hall, Emmett. Uh, what do you? What what wisdom do you have to impart? I'm not leaving Emmett by himself. Okay, I, I was going to make sure they all go first. <laughs> okay, uh, so the two of you are left behind. What do you say, Emmett? I know it is something that you have decreed, but on us, you shan't need feed. Ow! I hit my elbow on a piece of metal. Feed. Feed. I, I grab Emmett and I pull him off down the yeah, hallway. So thankfully, point. these things uh, move slow enough that they they are not able to catch up with you. Uh, you're they're they're you know they're maggots. They're dangerous, but they're also maggots. Goat. I figured that they would stand a reason hearing poetry or Emmett. They're, they're they're worms. Emmett. Emmett. They're they're pretty much soulless, lifeless worms. Well, I didn't want to sell them short, you know. Sometimes you have to sell things short. At least you tried. That's at least something. Emmett, you wanted to stick heads of morale on stakes. Absolutely. That was very practical and pragmatic. Mm. So uh, you guys return to the fork in the road. Uh, which way do you go? Uh, currently open to you are uh, the paths to the east and to the north. Is there is the one of these paths point uh, more downward than the uh, other? Yes, the one that goes to the east does. East means beast. I have a question. Mm -hmm. Do I think that as my stone form that I would be able to uh, like resist sort of like the the spores? Uh, yes. You know, yeah. You, you don't have lungs when you're stone, so you think you'd be fine. Team, if we're willing to split up, I think I can make it through those spores. And the squid maggots. Don't forget, they're... Hoarded. They eat flesh. They wouldn't bother me if I was made of stone. I would be inedible to them. Maybe you could kill a few on your way down. If I have to, I will. Can I bowl you? Can you excuse me? Bowl you. Like a ball. I would prefer you didn't. How are you going to get the momentum you need? I will walk briskly. Why do you want to bowl me? Maybe Mim's a good bowler. Emmett, I Hold. don't see why you insist on bowling him down the hall. He can he can move I himself. Feel, I feel like you're forcing what could be a cool thing. Maybe we'll return to the idea. Uh, so bowling doesn't exist in this world. It's actually called Kotag Ball. 
Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you mean co-tag me down the hall. Well, I don't know. There may come a time when co-tagging me down the hall is the best course of action, but I think that is yeah, let's not put that this in moment. Our, let's put that in our back pocket. And right. Maybe another time. Hold on to it. No, I'm saying that's his idea. He needs some kind of momentum to get down there as a rock. He can't just move himself. Can yes, he? I can. Wow. Your powers are beyond what I ever imagined. <laughs> I have grown. <laughs> we have grown together. And I like put my hand on his like shoulder. As much as is possible. This is what respect feels like. Jesus Christ. And I, I start walking down the middle hallway. <laughs> oh, okay, go. I'll, I'll see you soon. And then I uh, I shift into my stone man. Okay, so you are splitting up? I think so. Okay. Um, that's nine. Nine? Okay, two hold. And uh, you turn into a vaguely halfling-shaped collection of uh, river stones. stones. Yeah. And uh, you begin to clatter your way down the southern hallway. Goat, as you head down this middle hallway, uh, mm-hmm. you find the next room on the map there. So the cave opens up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, both the ceiling raises up and uh, it also widens out quite a bit. And uh, the, the first thing you see in this room is a great chasm in the center of it. It's about uh, it's about uh, 50 feet wide. Uh, crossing the chasm looks like a natural stone bridge, kind of like an arch uh, way of just stone that uh, goes across it. It's definitely uh, It's definitely wide enough for you to walk across. Uh, this chasm is deep. Uh, with your human eyes, even with the lantern, you cannot see the bottom of it. Does the uh, uh, bridge, this natural bridge, look strong enough? It's hard to say. Can I make uh, certain realities? Sure. I'll say, yeah, you can in- inspect the bridge if you would like. I don't know. It's a five. Okay, so uh, you think the bridge, you can probably get across this bridge with no problems. All right, uh, could I could I kind of look around the room and inspect the bridge too? Yeah. Okay. Are you inspecting the bridge specifically or anything else? Um, I, I think I just want to like generally look around the room and see what I see. Okay. Uh, nine. So with a nine, yeah. Ask me one question. Uh, what should I be on the lookout for? Uh, so with your dwarf eyes, Mim, I'll see what you do see. Uh, <laughs> at the bottom of this chasm, it's about uh maybe like like seventy, eighty feet down. But at the bottom, uh, there's actually water, a very still pool of uh, dark water. Now, it's definitely far enough to hurt you, but you think you wouldn't necessarily die, even if this bridge was unstable. But that said, uh, what you should be on the lookout for is as you look down into this water, you see these uh, faintly glowing orange lights kind of moving below beneath it. Do I do I recognize them? Uh, yeah, you can make a spout lore. Uh, 11. 11? Okay, uh, these are called fire eels. They're a kind of a subterranean dwelling, uh, water beast. They secrete an oily substance from their pores that can, uh, ignite even below water. They're quite dangerous. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll relay that information to Goat. All right. Um, well, I'm ready. I turn oh, and, and I, I, and I, I go, I'll see you guys on the other side. And I turn and I bolt off down across the bridge okay okay running Uh, running 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 okay so you go running across the bridge just darting across it Mm -hmm. and uh uh, when you get to about the center of the bridge you hear what sounds like kind of a uh, slithering noise above you what do you do um i will uh uh duck and roll okay yeah you know make a defy danger dexterity roll 
Uh, that'd be three. Okay, so this freakishly long it it looks like a it looks like a tentacle like a rubbery tentacle it comes down from between the darkness between the stalactites and then you see that the tentacle kind of uh, branches off into four separate tentacles and they wrap around goat and they jerk him up uh puck yes so you are making your way past this uh field of uh this little uh kind of meadow of moss within the caves um yeah so you're... i do my best to avoid it even though you know yeah so you're clattering around as stones and you're kind of making your way around this uh the, the the thicker patches of it which do actually kind of glow with this violet light as you come close and you see a bunch of these uh squid maggots kind of slithering around and squelching around but they they don't seem to really uh acknowledge you like probably you know they don't have eyes so probably their thing their uh senses based on smell or possibly feeling the vibrations but you know you're, you're light enough as stones that they don't seem to notice you so you're passing through uh you actually make it to the other side and uh there's no ill effects here you don't breathe as stones and you seem to be in a large stalagmite uh like a forest of stalagmites basically they very tall uh, there's no more mold in be in between these stalagmites. Uh, do you proceed forward? I remain in my stone form, and I think I want to uh, take a moment to like investigate this area. Okay, uh, let me retcon for a uh, sec. Spend one hold to get through as stones. Okay. To not to not alert any of the uh, the squid maggots. All right. Okay. Squelching. Uh, yeah. Make a discern realities roll. Is that plus? Uh, that's going to be wisdom. Okay, great. Uh, 13. Okay. Uh, so you're uh, clattering past as stones, and uh, you get to the center of this patch of stalagmites, and you kind of like uh, collapse on the floor to get like a, a, good, a better look. And uh, as the sound of your stones clattering kind of goes around, uh, you see one of the stalagmites looks like maybe it's not a stalagmite. Like it's a little bit different in color mm -hmm. and then you see a single yellow eye opens up on it mm -hmm. it's some sort of monster of course some sort of monster Great. that looks exactly like a stalagmite has it noticed me you think it heard you it doesn't see you okay it just heard some stones clattering so mm -hmm. it knows to look out for something mm -hmm. um so i want to move at a snail's pace and just like uh, like starfish over the ocean floor just very slowly move through it as stones okay uh yeah you can do that uh you think that um well as stones it'll take you seven days <laughs> i'll say you can spend your last hold if you want to Okay. Uh, you're is, immediately going to yeah. pop back into a halfling. You'll you'll be out where, of yeah. Where can I control where that happens? You think it'll happen on the very edge of these stalagmites? Uh, you don't know what this thing is unless you mm -hmm. want to try to see if you remember what it is. But uh, you you also don't know what's past these stalagmites. Uh, you can also uh, you can keep the hold and you can try a defy danger dexterity roll. Remember, you are at minus one dex. Right. I have an idea. So I, what I want to do instead is I remain in the center there as a collapsed pile of stones. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to um, take kind of a moment in that form to uh, like contemplate the spirit of this creature. Okay. Uh, so, well, you know, I'll say uh, it, it doesn't 
you're contemplating the spirit of the creature. It counts as a monster, uh, not an mm-hmm. animal. Mm-hmm. It's okay. something. It's something weird. And that wouldn't work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's do. Let's do dexterity. All right. So uh, Puck is just going to um, just kind of like whoop, just kind of form into stones right there and just bolt as quickly as his yeah. tiny little like st- uh, stone feet will carry him. Okay. And it's minus one. You say right? Yes. Okay. Seven. Okay, uh, defy danger. Seven to nine, you stumble, hesitate, or flinch. So you're not used to moving fast as a rock as man. As stones, yeah. So as you're running past, you kind of like uh, land hard on one of your legs, and the, the stones sort of clatter around. It makes a very loud noise. Uh, this thing sort of uh, it sort of just shifts in the ground, and you can actually, it's embedded like in the ground, so you can hear like stone kind of crunching and dirt moving as this whole thing just sort of slides around, and it hears you. And uh, it, it knows exactly where you are, but you are moving too fast. And suddenly you see these two, like, tentacle-like protrusions unfurl from this thing. And it begins to just slam them down like heavy ropes where you were. So uh, it misses you, but it does make a ton of noise. Uh, you get past these stalagmites, and uh, you're, in a much, you're, you're in a much wider uh, sandy patch of the cavern now. It's like sort of a black sand. Mm-hmm. And uh, you think maybe that sound uh alerted alerted something in here because you can see uh several patches of sand are moving as though something is burrowing underneath them like some kind of a subterranean you know like a like a burrower right maybe a mole you don't know maybe uh so emmet and mim you see uh this tentacled limb come out and these four branching tentacles lash out uh wrap up goat and they jerk him up towards the ceiling. They jerk him hard. What do the two of you do? Uh, I want to see if I know what this this thing is. Uh, okay, so you don't actually see the thing. You just see like the the branching tentacles. So I'll say, uh, yeah. Oh uh, no, you you can make a spell lore. Sure. Okay. Ten. Okay. Uh, with a ten. Uh, yeah, you know for sure what this is. The uh, the the one tentacle. It, it looks almost now that you're looking at it, almost like an arm. This freakishly long arm that branches off into tentacles. This is a this is a choker. And uh, you look up and you can't quite see it in the darkness and between the stalactites above, but there's a choker climbing around up there, and it's got goat. Hmm. Emmett, what are you doing? Goat, my good friend. I shall save you. <laughs> um, do I have eyes on the choker? Uh, you do not. You can make it a certain realities if you'd like. I would but love it... to do that. Okay. Niner. Okay, ask me one question. Take a plus one forward when acting on the answers. Oh, yeah, I keep forgetting that. We all keep forgetting that. What should I be on the lookout for? Okay, so you should be on the lookout for the pink, rubbery-skinned, completely hairless humanoid that's currently crawling around between these stalactites uh, with freakishly long arms. One is currently wrapped around one of the stalactites, holding it up. The other is stretched down and holding goat. Uh, Goat, this thing sort of jerks you around, Mm -hmm. and it it begins to squeeze you with such force that you actually take uh, a, a d10 damage. Uh, five minus my armor, uh, so that's yes. two. Okay, uh, so you take two points of damage. Uh, this thing pulls you up, and then it slams you down. It tries to smash you into the bridge. Do you do anything? Uh, um, you are currently bound by it, but you, right. can, you know you can still kind of flex. Sure, sure. I, I think 
I think when it grabs me, it, like at first I'm like, and then, it, yeah. and then I start laughing. Like it's a ride mm-hmm. almost, you know, like something's whipping yeah. you around. You've got that. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm, it like, laughing. it like flashes back to, <laughs> to your dad before he had his, uh, his illness and he's right. just like tossing you up in yeah, the air yeah, and yeah. catching you. <laughs> right. Goat right. had a normal childhood <laughs> once. Uh, and then of course he, he slams me down and maybe that knocks the wind out of me and I stop laughing. Um, but it's certainly quite a fun ride while it lasts. Uh, I, uh, I'm going to try to roll over and pull the arm underneath me mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to keep rolling to see if I can't leverage it, like pull it down with me. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I'll say, uh, hmm. yeah, so you, you land hard on this like kind of narrow bridge and you yeah. try to roll to pull this thing down. So make it a fight danger strength roll. Ooh, it's spinning like the top in, uh, in Inception. Is that what <laughs> it was? Um, so I need 10. Okay, a 10. All right, so uh, you hit the ground hard, and you just lean into it, and you jerk this thing down, and you, like, kind of... You, you you hear, like, some of the muscles just tearing in this long tentacle yeah. arm, and then uh, you see this, like, horrific-looking kind of a completely hairless humanoid with this big, wide mouthful of teeth, and it's just... It's screeching at this, at this point. It's kind of like a... As you pull it down from the ceiling, and it falls, and it falls past you, uh, past the, uh, the, the bridge... Uh, and down towards the uh, into the crevasse, and it like falls, and then like the the arm that's still wrapped around you just jerks hard on you, and you you see like uh, cracks begin to form in the in the the stone bridge around you. It has not pulled you down yet. Uh, okay. Mim and Emmett, do you do anything? You see this thing like hanging, and its weight is threatening to pull Goat down with it into the crevasse. I could shoot, and you could do something in tandem. <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe I know exactly where the right spot to shoot the uh, tentacle is. Oh, that's smart. Okay, so you got a 10 on your spout lore, so I'll say that you can make an aid or interfere roll to tell him the right <laughs> joint to shoot it at. <laughs> okay, yeah, make an aid or interfere roll. Shoot uh, it in the scapula. Try, I'm trying to play to my strengths Yeah, here. so it, it's going to be plus bond. Yeah. Amazing. Eight. Okay, so uh, on a 7 to 9, you also expose yourself to danger, retribution, or cost. So in this case, it doesn't really apply to you. So I'm going to say, well, we'll see what happens. Uh, so you have plus 1 to this roll. So make a volley roll to try, or a cold shot, I guess, right? That is what I'm going to do. Okay, yeah, make a cold shot roll. Wait, so what am I shooting at? What part of him did you tell me? Uh, Mim, you know from your spout lore that chokers do not actually... So they have those uh, four tentacles on the end. Those are like their fingers. Uh, the bigger tentacle they're connected to is not actually like a tentacle. It's more like a very long, flexible arm. That said, you know that these arms actually have joints, unlike tentacles. So uh, you point them towards the uh, right, you know, where you think the elbow is, so to speak. Uh, and uh, you point them to shoot there. Uh, make that roll, Emmett. May this pointy get you swiftly. <laughs> 11 okay so uh you you shoot him right in the joint and you actually sever the arm so deal your damage and uh the arm suddenly uh stops pulling goat yeah they drop anything they're yes. holding was scrum in assistance by any chance <laughs> not unless you can give me a really good explanation for how he helped you out shooting this thing's elbow uh, it was r- like 
you know, eight feet below the bridge. So Scrum would he have was, to be like, running around. Yeah, he's just running around, <laughs> screeching at him. He's running right. around. That's fair. Uh, seven damage. <laughs> okay, so uh, you shoot the thing's arm off, and uh, you hear it let out a, and it just splooshes into the water. And uh, man, with your dwarf eyes, you see these uh, orange lights kind of all swarming around it, and you just hear the splashing from below, and just more. <laughs> And uh, this thing seems to be uh, scuffling, maybe with these fire eels down there. It doesn't seem like they're killing him, but they're definitely burning it. You know this thing's hurt right now. Um, It's also distracted and about (laughs) 80 feet below you. Like an old man easing into a warm bath. (laughs) (laughs) That is a humorous bit. (laughs) I like this. I stand up and I pull the arm off me and I toss it over the side and I was like... (laughs) That's what it's like to feel alive, boys. That's what it's like to feel alive. Emmett just slowly hugs both of them. I'm out on the side. bridge out over here. The, the bridge, which is uh, filled with hairline cracks at this point. You Emmett think just, you want to go fast. Emmett, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's bolt. Let's, let's like, oh, yeah, I finished uh, going across the bridge. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, it's only been like, you know, uh, a few seconds, uh, but you do manage to get past the bridge, and uh, the center of it does crumble. There's about a, a five-foot gap in the center of it now, but you are all on the other side safely. Yeah, now, 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 now Mim goes for the group hug. Oh, Mim does the group hug. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. He'll see that Emmett wants to go for it, and he, he's, like, Aww. supporting him. It's yeah. Thanks, Mim. Uh, uh, that's the sound he makes as they go in for a hug. Uh, goes like, uh, just, like, puts the arms uh, up and just, like, oof. Uh, so uh, uh, the three of you proceed uh, forward down the caves. Uh, you were split up from Puckleberry after all and uh you come into this next section and it's a much wider uh portion of the caves you can see that like there's these uh, kind of big stones that they look like they've maybe fallen from the ceiling of the caves uh at some point probably during the earthquakes there's also this sort of like loose black sand uh that your your feet don't like quite sink into but kind of uh kind of settle into a bit when you step into this new part of the cave Puck, uh, you see it looks like three distinct shapes moving under the sand. They are coming in, in your direction. Uh, they, you don't know if they know where you are exactly, but they seem to know the direction you're in based on, you know, maybe the vibrations they felt when that uh, giant stalagmite beast was slamming the ground where you were. Uh, what do you do? And, the... and to clarify, uh, these three have not entered the room yet. No, of course. Uh, I kind of look towards where the wall is, mm-hmm. and I try to get, like, up against the wall in, like, a like a position where I think rocks would be, and then I just stay still. Okay. Um, hmm. Away from this, where the guy was smacking. Yeah, okay. So I'll say where you think rocks would be. Um, right. Sure. I'll, I'll say this can be wisdom if you want it to be. Yeah. Because you are trying to... There's a lot of noise, so they're not going to hear you, so you can try and be, you know, inconspicuous. Shuffle off. Yeah. Okay. Nine. Okay, so a nine, a worse outcome uh, or occurs... Uh, so you think the things don't know exactly where you are yet, but uh, there's suddenly a much larger uh, arrangement of rocks where it wasn't before, and you think whatever these ground-dwelling beasts are, uh, they seem to know, uh, they seem to remember, you know, the rock arrangement here. So they know something is up here. Uh, so what happens next is uh, these uh, three kind of shapes come burrowing up out of the sand. They look like they're much bigger, you see. Uh, it looks like only the very tippy top of them was visible, kind of m- moving under the sand, so you mm-hmm. thought they, they were smaller than they were at first. But now that you see them, they look like horse-sized termites. Mm. Uh, 
there are three of them and they're now walking around uh this sort of cave they're like kind of circling you uh they don't see you but they know they know that something is off here and they're kind of like chittering and like snapping their uh, mandibles together what do you do um so what i try to do is puck um puck is kind of backed into a corner at this point so i think uh, this is the largest part of the cave he's seen so far. He's going to mm-hmm. roll his dice on this, and he switches immediately out of um, halfling form, and for a split second, it kind of, like, takes a breath and then jumps into giant bear form. Okay. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you, you immediately switch back to halfling. Uh, these th- three things turn to you, and they let, a, let out a... Uh, make me a roll to transform. Uh, 12. 12? Okay. Uh, yeah, 12. you shift into bear form. Uh, these things are just pushed back by the girth of you. Uh, what do you do? They're, there's three of them. They're not really clustered together. They're like on three separate sides of you. And they're like nice, soft little termites. It looks like, well, it looks like they have exoskeletons, like firm ones. They're they're okay. big. They're big boys. First, I want to kind of roar as a bear and just kind of like fill this place with the echoes of my thunderous rage. Um... And then I think I want to uh, take one paw and just try to, like, jab it, like, pierce it straight through one of the uh, kind of midsections of one of these things. Okay. Uh, So what do you have a plus one do as your giant bear? I think probably strength. Okay. Yeah. And I think you have a minus one to dex. Okay. Because you're you're slow. That's fair. All right. Uh, So, yeah, make me a hack and slash on this one. All right. That's plus strength, right? Yes. Eight. Okay. So uh, you stab this one, uh, like, uh, well, yeah, do your damage. Doing that bear damage. <laughs> Not really. Two. Okay. Uh, so, uh, bad news. Uh, your claw actually rakes off of this thing's carapace. Bad uh, news. You get a firm hit, but these things have thick, thick uh, insectoid armor. Bad news, bear. And uh, with your eight roll, uh, the one that you actually slash, uh, it actually bites down on uh, your bear uh, palm. And mm-hmm. the others uh, begin to nip at your sides as well. Uh, you take a D8 plus three damage. Well, ding, dang, no. Okay, uh, plus three, you said? Yeah. So four. Okay, so four points of damage as these uh, pincers begin to nip into you and into your sides, and they begin to, uh, you know, tear flesh and draw blood. Oof. The three of you, you hear a uh, massive ursine roar, and uh, Mim, with your dwarf eyes, you look down the hall, and you see these three uh, giant sort of termite things, and they're all nipping at, uh, you recognize the, the enormous bear with a panther tail. Uh, they're nipping at your friend Puck, who seems to have made his way through the mold caverns. Uh, what do you do, Mim? Uh, well, I'll 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 say to the other two, Puckleberry, and I'll point. Well, if I know that it's uh, Puckleberry, I'm gonna take off. I'm gonna run, uh, drawing horde, and let out a little bit of a battle cry to draw some attention. Okay. Uh, do you want to do anything, Mim, or do you want to just call them out and wait for them? Uh, yeah, I'd like to. So, like, I can see these things, and like, uh, hmm, do I know what they are? Uh, you can make a spout lore. Uh, nine. So you know that these are called onkegs. Uh, they're sort of like uh, great termite beasts. They're not. They don't like have big hives, but they uh, they do often travel in groups. You know that they uh, something interesting about them. Up to you to make it useful. You know that they often subsist on minerals in the same way that termites eat wood. These things eat stone and metal. I think I'll just go with goat then. Okay, uh, so Goat, you begin to charge forward, and you see, uh, as you get close, the three of these things are uh, currently munching on Puck. Uh, what do you do? Um, with uh, Horde, I pull Horde out, and I 
clack it around so it's uh, the very heavy axe shape, mm-hmm. and I bring it down on one of the the closest neck. Okay, I can yeah. Find. Yeah. So put it put yourself next to the closest one and uh, give me a hack and slash on him. Uh, that's a twelve. All right, uh, you hit him. Awesome. With force. So that'll be. Um, I can re-roll a dice during battle, which I have never taken advantage of um, as a human. So I'm going to take that mm-hmm. two and re-roll it. That's better. Wow. Uh, That's Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. Uh, oh shit. Okay. So uh, with your forceful roll, you smash into this thing. You crush crush through its carapace, and you can just feel its its uh, bug guts uh, smushing underneath your blade as it yeah. uh, pierces this thing. It gets knocked down the knocked down the way, and it is dead. And I say, "Who's up next?" He's got guts all over me, dripping off me. Uh, Emmett, you see a goat charge at this thing like a madman and smash it uh, like a, well, like a bug. What do you do? Multiple foes means multiple arrows. <laughs> Have at these fiends. Does that mean you're blotting out the sun? Yes, it does. All right, spend, uh, spend an ammo and take a shot. Come at me. Ten. Okay, you hit both. Roll your damage. Two, baby. Uh, so you begin to uh, uh, unleash a volley of arrows onto both of these. All of the arrows uh, that you shoot hit them. They all just sort of clatter and break against their carapace. Uh, these things have very thick armor, it looks like. Just natural armor. Uh, Puck, what are you doing at this point? I take my claws and I... Um, like I'm like I'm pulling pork, I kind of put my, my claws on either side of the back of one of these things' heads... And I try to remove the head from the body. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, give me a hack and slash. All right. There we go. Um, and what is that plus? I'm so sorry. Strength. Strength. Okay. Then right now, that's an 11. Okay. Uh, yeah, you get both claws in, uh, firmly uh, embedded in the back of this thing's head carapace. Uh, roll damage. Five. Okay. Uh, so you're you're pulling pretty hard. Uh, it's, it's still really hard. It's really firm. So you see some cracks forming in this thing's exoskeleton. Uh, it, it, the head does not come apart, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, so at this point, uh, the one uh, standing uh, next to you, this one does not get a counterattack, but the one, the other one standing on the far end of you, uh, its mouth begins to foam with this kind of liquid. Uh, what, what do you do? I got both of my paws trying to rip this one apart, so I take my bare foot and I give him a kick right in his little uh, termite nose, like trying to avoid the mandibles. Okay, uh, yeah, make a, uh, make a Defy Danger strength roll. <laughs> Nine. Okay, so uh, what happens is uh, this one is foaming at the mouth. Uh, it, it's weird. It's like coming out between this like little mouth parts, and and like you kind of kick it to the side because you don't know what this thing is doing. It lets out a jet of this steaming liquid. It flies uh, past you. Uh, thankfully, it uh, splatters against the wall, and uh, you you can kind of just hear this acidic kind of sizzling. Uh, thankfully, this thing did not hit you uh, with its acid. Uh, its friend, however, who you have your uh, claws in mm-hmm. while you were sort of like moving around hitting this one it does get a little munch in on you so you mm-hmm. do take 1d8 plus 1 damage here we go guys all right all right puck uh puck lets out like a like a really uh intense bear shriek and then uh like boom turns into a halfling and flops over okay unconscious did you only have that much hit points yep yeah okay uh oh yeah that's right because you got kicked huh yeah, by the guy. I forgot. Okay, so yeah, this thing's uh, mandibles go into your chest, and uh, you kind of like let out a a, a bear roar as uh, 
yeah, you guys all see Puck kind of uh, revert into a halfling form. And um, Mim, what are you doing right now? Uh, I want to rush up to to Puckleberry and see if I can you know, heal him a bit. You know what? Make me make me a Defy Danger Wisdom roll, Mim. Uh, ten. Okay, uh, so you're like looking over him, trying to uh, investigate his wounds, trying to staunch the bleeding. You're not sure if he's even breathing or not, but he has these two puncture wounds in his chest, and they're deep. And like you kind of get your hands down on them, and his blood is like welling up between your fingers. Still, that, that's that's a good sign. You think uh, in your distraction, uh, the one that uh, just bit him is about to bite you. Do you let it, or do you let go of Puck? Uh, I'm not gonna let go of Puck. Okay, uh, so you take one d8 plus one damage. As this thing uh, munches into you. Okay. Seven damage. All right. Uh, he gets a pretty firm bite into you. And uh, you just, it it's just, it burns. It's hot. It's really hot. And like your entire side just goes up in pain. Uh, Goat, what are you doing? One of these things has Mim in its mandibles. One of them has just been kicked aside by Puck. And you see now that they can spit acid, apparently. All right. Um, I run and I, uh, do I have to get past one to get the one that's uh, attacking uh, the one attacking Mim. Mim is the one adjacent to you. Okay. Yeah, I will. Uh, I brought the first one down, and I cleave upwards into the the jaw of the this other one. Okay. Yeah. Give me a hack and slash. Uh, thirteen. All right. So, uh, yeah, you knock into this one with your forceful blow. You knock it away from Mim. Seven damage. Seven damage. Okay. Uh, so this one, you don't hit it quite as hard. You you knock it away, but uh, again, the, the you don't quite pierce the exoskeleton. You mm. kind of crunch it down a bit, uh, and you knock this uh, guy away so that it's no longer chewing on Mim. Mm-hmm. Emmett, what are you doing? Woody, steely, feathery might, help me in this dire fight. I grab an arrow, and I shoot at him. Which, Called shot. Which one? To the head. Uh, the one that has hurt my good cutie pie friend. Okay. Ten. All right, uh, you deal your damage as you hit this thing straight in the head. Five damage, and they do nothing for a few moments. Okay, so again, it does not pierce through this uh, exoskeleton. It just kind of cracks it down a bit, uh, but this thing is now sort of like frothing around as this acid dribble is coming out of its mouth. It seems to be stunned. Hoo-ha! Good shot, man! Okay, uh, so, um, so, uh, Goat, you just knock this one with a forceful blow across the room. Uh, the second one seems to notice you, uh, the one that Puck had kicked out of the way, and it comes marching towards you right now, uh, filling the gap that you just made, uh, by knocking its friend aside. Uh, it's mashing its, uh, little mandibles together, more acid is foaming out. What do you do? So, it looks like it's about to spit. Uh, how big is its head? Uh, about the size of, uh two basketballs in width okay i'm gonna chop that and make it half a basketball or f- yeah what <laughs> the uh he's not very good with uh math so whatever he thinks okay so i'll say that like. uh you can try and strike this thing if you don't kill it uh you're gonna take the damage that's fine okay he's up for a good gamble uh 11 uh so roll your damage 11 11 okay uh so you smash down on this thing's head uh you actually do crunch one one of its eyes down and just like this uh gack begins to come out uh this one has not been damaged yet though so with its armor it is actually still alive and uh, it lets loose a spray of this acid on you okay. uh it begins to sort of like get on your armor and you can kind of like smell the just the sizzling of a uh, hot metal 
Uh, Mim, uh, you're still tending to puck right now. Yeah, we'll say that you're still tending to puck right now, and I'll, I'll tell you what that does in a moment here. Uh, Emmett, it is your turn. Arrows are the way. He's just saying this to Scrum, by the way. And he shoots at the one that is dazed. Okay. That's a match. Okay. Uh, oh, so, no. so uh, you missed the one that was well, dazed. It was a seven. Okay, so... Okay, Sorry so it was a volley. So what happens? Um, I'll do minus d one d six damage. Okay. So one minus two, negative one damage. So your arrow glances off the side of this thing's carapace. Uh, goat, you now have two of these things marching towards you. Uh, mandibles gnashing. They're about to try and looks like tear you apart. What do you do? Um. All right. Uh. The one that I've hit already, mm-hmm. uh, I've hit them both now. Uh, yes, so you I, knock I've, one aside, you crushed half of one's head. So I've drawn blood, which means I'm going to do a little more damage this attack. I'll do the the one whose uh, head I just um, torqued around, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll hit again. Um, eight. Eight? Okay, so uh, yeah, you hit that one, deal your damage. Ten. Okay, so the one that uh, whose head you hit, uh, you pull up your sword, you bring it down, you crush it. Uh, that one is not going to get an attack. The other that was coming from the side does uh, mm-hmm. bring its mandibles around and crush into your torso. Uh, roll d8 plus one. Uh, that's four uh, minus my armor, so that would be one. Okay, uh, so this thing kind of, uh, yeah, it crunches into you a bit. Uh, Mim, uh, you think you've kind of... Uh, you you feel like you I don't know what does Mim do at this point like he's holding the the blood in for Puck is he trying to bandage him or uh, get the cure off on him? I'm gonna try to get a cure off on. Okay, him. Uh, yeah, yeah. Roll the roll the cure him. Uh, twelve. Twelve. Okay, so uh, you see that the the wounds seem to be healing on Puck. Uh, you're not sure. Again, you don't see him breathing yet. That thing seemed to get real deep into him, so you're not really sure, but like you, you feel like you've done all that you can. Uh, Emmett, what are you doing? What I know best, baby. I pull my arrow from my quiver, and I shoot at it. <laughs> was that a volley? <laughs> sure was. All right, what'd you get? 13. Okay, deal your damage. Seven damage. Seven? Okay, so you shoot this one dead. Uh, you shoot it through the, the thorax, and it just kind of, like, rolls over on its back. Its 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 uh, legs are just twitching and uh, clawing at the sky. I guess it's not a bug's life, after all. Puck, when you're dying, you catch a glimpse of what lies beyond the black gates of death's kingdom. Roll me last breath. Now you're going to have plus one forward to this roll because of the healing that Mim has done for you. All right. Six plus the one, so seven. 